You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here's episode 15. How does a renter deal with mold concerns? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now let's get to the episode. Steve, today we are talking about something that you have come across a lot, which is namely somebody who is renting a place that has mold or suspected mold in it, and they want their mold concerns as the renter handled immediately. So what's your take on when the house you live in or the apartment you live in, you're renting it and you suspect that there's mold? We, so when we talked about a few podcasts back, we talked about schools and workplaces. It's, it's very similar with um, renters. It, it's very similar, actually, to have a mold in a workplace because it's tough to force the issue. So the first thing you obviously need to do is contact your landlord. As I love to consult and tell my clients is do it via email or text. Landlords that know and know how to play the game and that they're shady, they're going to try the phone call way. Text and email is the best way. That way you have a timestamp. But the first thing you have to do is call your landlord and make them aware of it. By law, they do have to. If it's a legitimate concern you have, by law, they have to address it. So definitely make sure that you document and contact them in a way that can be proven that you contacted them on a specific day. Exactly. Okay. And one thing that I, I've ran into a lot is tenants think they can stop paying their rent. Mm. This is why in most states, I don't know every state's laws, but most states, and I know it's the law here in Wyoming, you cannot refuse to pay your rent due to defects. And the reason behind that is you have renters that just don't want to pay rent. 
you cannot withhold paying your rent. So make sure you know the laws in the state you live in because that's the first thing most people want to do because they think they're going to force the landlord to do something. Absolutely. So so we know somebody who's renting needs to let their landlord know, preferably in a way that's documented, that's timestamped, so that they have proof that they actually let them know there is a suspected mold issue. They still need to keep paying their rent. Then what happens next in terms of the landlord and getting a mold inspector involved? I mean, whose responsibility is it at that point? Well, it's it's the landlord's responsibility, but they're not always going to do it. Now, you you as a tenant, you don't think that you're going to call a mold inspector or say, call me, and I'm going to bill your landlord. That doesn't work that way. Your landlord's going to say, yeah, no, I'm not paying for that. So the end of the day, as a tenant, and I have dealt with this very often and consulting with people, a lot of them just don't want to pay for the mold inspections. But when they get told, you as a tenant have to pay for it initially, a lot of them want to try to not have it even addressed at all. They want to force it on the landlord. But at the end of the day, if you as a tenant hire a mold inspector, you better be prepared to pay it because I don't work that way. I don't just bill a landlord that has no idea that I'm coming in and I'm charging them $600. Absolutely. So how does a renter get a mold problem fixed? I mean, let's say they are having a hard time with the owner of the property. What are the steps that they should consider to get it fixed? As I state very often, if you believe you and the occupants of your rental or the place you're renting has toxic mold or has mold issues, you need to vacate the property. Which it's, is hard Which is hard for a lot of renters because a lot of renters will say, I can barely afford what I'm paying right now. Um, I can barely afford the place that I'm living, my kids, all of this. What do you say to the people who say that if, the moment they hear vacate? It's a tough thing, and I know it is. And when I when I consult with my clients and tell them to vacate the property, I tell them to vacate the property with the clothes on their backs, and actually go buy new clothes, take those old the clothes that you were wearing, put them in a in a bag, and throw it away. Wow. For liability reasons, that's what I consult them to do. Now, do you literally have to do that? Not. Always, but if you're really concerned about your health, that's what you have to do. There are things like computers, tables, non-cellulose materials that we can come in as a mitigation company and take care of. There's furniture that can be carpet cleaned, but for the most part, I always advise just to vacate the property. So it's a very difficult situation when you hear, well, I have nowhere to go. My money's tight. I live paycheck to paycheck. Once again, at the end of the day, what's your health worth? You can't force your landlord to do anything. So at that point, I would suggest if you have family in the area, you see if you can go live with family, remember this. Do not take any of your belongings from that moldy home over to your parents or to your in-laws because all you're going to do is contaminate their home. So you literally have to leave with the clothes on your back and then get new clothes and get rid of those clothes. Now... There are situations where, it's, say, it's like Section 8 housing and or HUD housing. That's the government. So you have a little more leeway. Let's say you're in the military and 
uh, you know, base housing, you have an issue. You have a lot more leverage because it's the federal government. At the end of the day, if it's not the federal government, you're not going to force your landlord to do anything. Most people love to just call the health department. And they think the health department will condemn the property. It's a private property. They can't do anything to it. Now, if it's a grocery store, they can get involved. If it's a school, the health department can get involved. But if it's a just a rental home that someone owns and it's not Section 8 housing, you cannot force the issue. So what's your call to action in a circumstance that may be challenging for a renter where they have a landlord or an owner who doesn't really want to do anything. I mean, what what do you suggest that they do in dealing with the mold issue moving forward if they're not getting? So if you're not getting anything from the landlord, obviously you if you have the money, you can hire a lawyer. And that lawyer, once again, I'm not trashing lawyers or anything. It's like my latest book about realtors. Lawyers make money to have you keep coming back and forth to them. But you can hire a lawyer if you have the money and pursue it that way. But once again, you have to pay for the lawyer. And if you lose in court, you're out all that money. And a lot of people, they really think that, and I've dealt with it so many times, I've dealt with the great tenants that are like, yeah, we just want to know, make sure we're not exposing our kids to this bad air quality. We just want to know, and they're they're not sue happy people. But then I've dealt with tenants that they want to sue, and they claim all this stuff has happened, and they're always at the doctor, and for the most part, they never went in court. It's very very difficult unless you have someone like me involved from the very get go. It's very difficult to win in court because you can't really prove that this sickness was caused by mold. The defense is going to say, well, it could have been caused by her car or their car, their home, their work, their school, or not their home, their work or school. So the get rich quick thing, good luck with that. And a lot of people try to do that. And it, it, I've never seen it work out just like I've never seen it work out that you stop paying rent and then try to go to court because the process, the way that works is they give a three-day uh, eviction notice. Then at that point, they have to go file it with the courts. Then it's 60 days later, you go to court. In the meantime, the renter is not paying anything. They get to court and the judge says, sorry, you had to pay rent. So time to time to move out. Exactly. So literally, it really comes down to if you're not getting the support of your landlord dealing with a mold issue, that tenant really has to take it in their own hands to do what's best for their health. Exactly. Okay. And which it... Once again, it's it's easier said than done. I know a lot of people can't afford to go stay in a hotel for a week. But at the end of the day, you have to figure out what's your health worth. I mean, call a lot of a lot of cities have, you know, like for for abused women, they have shelters where that, you know, or even families for homeless. Call government agencies, see, you know, do searches, see if you can find somewhere to go because at the end of the day, I'm not saying you're better off sleeping on the streets, but you're not going to be exposed to mold. And it's a, t it's a tough decision to make, but at the end of the day, you have to make that choice. And isn't it something that renters should expect anyway? Let's say you have a great landlord who you call and say, I've got a mold issue. They bring in a mold expert. They're going to mitigate the mold. Don't those people who rent have to leave anyway and yes. go to hotels? So shouldn't they be prepared 
for those kinds of vac- right. needing to vacate anyway. Yes, but at that point, if you have a great landlord, at that point, they're going to pay for the hotel. Okay. So don't just assume, like we talked about earlier, that you're going to just go stay in a hotel and your landlord's going to foot the bill. But if your landlord's a good landlord and they're going to do mitigation, they're I'm pretty sure they're going to be paying for your hotel. So... Like you said, be prepared for that at the get-go, but don't just assume your landlord's going to cover all that. And on top of that, they still have to come up with things like only leaving with the clothes on their back, having to buy new clothes for however long the mitigation process is going to take, which, what, could take a week, it could take months, who knows how long it could take, right? Uh, Depending on the the job and depending on the company, I know for, for our crews, we get in and get out within a few days. So, which is rare though, it is, but I hear about people that are like, Oh, it took them 45 days and they're still not done. I'm not quite sure how those companies stay in business and allow the, t- the tenants to live there because I never, on paper, I never say, Yeah, it's okay to stay there. I always say, You need to vacate the property with the clothes on your back. Should you choose to take belongings like your laptop, clothes, whatever? You're doing it at your own risk. Yeah. So so it really still comes down to the renter has to be ready for what's going to come next, exactly. regardless of how the landlord decides to move forward with, exactly. with a mold and issue. Like I said before, there there are other routes where you don't you don't literally have to throw everything away. But initially that's what we recommend. I mean, we you can take the clothes, you can take them to dry cleaners. Once the mitigation's been done, you obviously you put them in a plastic bag before you have the mitigation done. And we can we have biocides that we can wipe down, non-cellulose materials, stuff like couches, like I said earlier. I never recommend it, but you can have it dry cleaned or just cleaned by a carpet cleaning company, and then we can treat it with biocides. I never recommend that. But as far as, you know, books and everything... I mean, there's, you don't have to just leave everything or throw everything in the garbage. But initially, that's what I tell them. Because I have to, if if they choose to sue me, I have to explain in court why I told them, oh, it's okay, you know, you can take clothes. Yeah. And so initially, that's why we always recommend leave with clothes on your back, go buy new ones, throw those clothes away. And, and the, the purpose behind that that a lot of people don't understand is cross-contamination. So all you're doing is taking the mold spores from the moldy home or apartment and taking it to your hotel room. Exactly. Which is not fixing the issue. Exactly. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. That's, that's why you're a mold expert. So (laughs) everybody be be sure you check out, if you want more information on the epidemic that is mold, Steve wrote the mold epidemic. You just go on Amazon, you put in the search uh, bar, the mold epidemic, you will get all of the details about why, He's saying you do the things that you do, especially if you're renting and you know that mold is a big issue or a big concern. All right, everybody, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.